for listening to Tin Pod Radio. This is Nick Brokenshire from the Once and Future Queen. Please don't feel me because I know what I want. Please deliver me that song out of your soul. It makes you freeze time, staring in at yourself. It's time to step outside onto the path you once made. female wrestling events um, in uh, 2006 and uh, we promoted our first all female event in January 2007 it was originally supposed to be in November 2006 but a, a venue issue pushed it back to January 2007 uh, we were working with an American company at the time by the name of Chick Fight which was uh, overseen by uh, Jason Dedrich um, uh, we shared the name we worked together but the, uh, the booking and the promotion and everything was done uh, by ourselves, by Emily and myself, and the uh, online um, handling of things and the websites and uh, video on demand and all of that was handled by Jason and his team in the States. Uh, so we did that for a couple of years, and then we felt we'd gone as far as we could um, with uh, Chick Fight and working with Jason. No bad blood, no fallings out. It was just we wanted to go a, a different direction uh, than uh, perhaps the Chick Fight name. Uh, would allow, and uh, sorry, you can hear that. Believe it or not, my office is in a very good area. It's just unfortunately on the main road. <laughs> uh, you can hear the sirens going past there. That'll be why. Um, so, uh, so we uh, we stopped uh, doing that, and we focused on uh, relaunching. We spent a year getting ready to launch and uh, the new product and working on a new brand, which was Pro Wrestling Eve. And uh, we debuted personally Eve in uh, May 2010. Oh. Uh, we just, uh, you know, carried on uh, since then. And both times it was a case of there was no other all-female wrestling company around at the time promoting. And, uh, you know, we were just going to change that and help build and create a scene. I know I first discovered y'all through uh, a friend who gave me a DVD with uh, some Bellatrix. And uh, it mentioned... Eve in it, so then I went and went and discovered them. It seems like with it seems like with some of the promotions, it seems like there's a work, working relationship more than there used to be in the past with wrestling. Is that the case? Um, the only uh, group that we, um, you know, have a, a close relationship to is the um, Lucha Britannia and the, the um, uh, London Lucha League. 
uh, who are based in the same venue that we run out of. And the reason why we have a, a close relationship to them is because their ideology uh, matches our own. Uh, and that's a very important, you know, factor in what EVE is. EVE isn't just a wrestling promotion. It's, uh, you know, it's part of a, an overall, you know, uh, bigger art than that with regards to our message and movement. And uh, uh, from our perspective, not that, not that there may not be, you know, others out there, um, you know, the Lucha Britannia and then the School of Lucha Libre and then the Lucha League, they're the only people that we have, uh, that we would endorse. But there's a number of wrestlers, obviously, you know, that wrestle from uh, promotion to that promotion. That doesn't mean that there's, you know, any problems between them. It's just, you know, different different belief structures. Yeah, uh, one of the things I that reminds me of Eve a little bit is, and I don't know if they have roller derby in the UK much, but here roller derby has a very much almost a punk feminist style about it and it's involved with a lot of community charities and creative arts and stuff. Uh, yeah, there's not really much of a scene, but it's growing now. Emily's just joined me, so... Uh, Hi, nice to meet you. Hi. I don't know, I think it's audio only. I, <laughs> I like to wave. There you go, you do. Um, you know more about because you was actually going to join a roller derby team uh, a few I, years ago. I love the scene. I could see that it was people that I fit in with mm. and mm. shared similar passions and ideals, so... It's just I, I can't roller skate at all, like not even not even a little bit. I mean, you tried. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. I'm I'm told I'm very trying. Yes, definitely that. <laughs> um, yeah. So it it was it it was and it wasn't a good fit for me. So I suppose when when we created even when we put more and more of ourselves into it, it is natural. For that to, for people to see that connection other people have said mm-hmm. not that we've tried to copy the model but i think it's just the similar uh the the punk element that people can see in the feminist element and the passion and the community yeah yeah i mean we knew not i mean we didn't really know anything about um roller derby until long after we've been doing eve yes um it's not it has it's got a growing um following here but very very small um but uh you know it's growing and the people are passionate and there are a number of people in the roller derby scene that have um, contacted us and you know let us know how much they enjoy what we're doing and uh, that we're on the same wavelength yeah uh one of the things i think a lot of people have noticed about eve and it's probably one of y'all's focus is y- y'all aren't afraid of really addressing topics where most promotions would not address at all. Have y'all gotten blowback from other promotions about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care. No. It's like some people are just going to, you know, stop trying to um, impress those above them and do what's right and talk about what's right. And, um, you know, we're not, we're not in the business to make friends. We're in the business to make a point. And, uh, you know, that's some people aren't. They're more in the business to, um, you know, make themselves something else. So, um, yeah, no, we're we're um, we're quite we're not very popular. (laughs) (laughs) We're really. Yeah. Well, uh, I know it's well, I've seen like some of publicity y'all y'all posted on your social media and stuff and i'm starting to hear more people mention eve over here and uh 
the states and stuff. Uh, is that something y'all are pushing, or people coming to y'all more? Uh, somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, it was certainly us pushing at the start, um, and it was very much like you know rolling a a, a big old uh, boulder up a hill. Um, but once we got to the top of that hill, it just went rolling down, and it got faster and faster and faster. And you know the um, the everyone started coming at us then when people understood that. You know, it's we're, we're Mormon wrestling. Um, uh, to, to me, it's we're not bullshitting, and I think people can see that very yeah. clearly. We are we. You can't mimic us, and you can't find us elsewhere. You can try. You can try, but like it's us. This is what we are. Yeah. This is who we are. So we're genuine. We're not. It's not a gimmick, which yeah. is what people so often. I think that pisses people off as well because they're so used it's, to like copying and just seeing what other people are doing, and they can't mimic us in the same like like an attempt they can't mimic us in the same way because it's our brains this is it's our personality yeah and because it's not a gimmick it was we would say we believe in this we believe in this we are feminists we are outspoken about mental health and then we'd go ahead and be outspoken about mental health and we'd go ahead and call people out on sexist bullshit and people are like whoa whoa no that's that's not that's not how it usually works and yeah. I think that really struck a chord with a lot of fans when they could see, hey, people aren't just saying this, they are acting on it and they are speaking out about it. And and I think that when people were realising we were backing it up, that that helped. <laughs> and also caused, you know... It, it helped people really dislike us <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, I think I've seen where people have wanted to pigeonhole y'all a bit. Even in y'all bounce back against it, even the thing about your your advertisement for one of your things and people were like well that's over sexualized and you're like well <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can have sexy women too they're allowed to be sexy also i don't think randy orton has ever you know um been in the middle of taking his shirt off here and women scream and then put the shirt back on and go no no yep. no you are not allowed to scream for me just because i'm taking my shirt off you know i've never heard jeff hardy complain uh, you know in the same way but then there's that whole thing, oh, well, when women, you know, are being found, oh, no, that's that's not allowed all of a sudden, you know, and it's it's that, um, oh, it's, it's a weird... It's bullshit, and with us, like they expect them not... to be looking like librarians and... Exactly, they, the women we use, they're all extremely talented wrestlers, and they pick their character, their, their gimmick, they are what they are doing is what they want to do and we support them and we, yeah. we might put forward an idea like, hey, have you thought of this? And they could say, no, that's shit. Or, or fantastic, I'd love that, maybe I could do this. In the case of Dahlia and that photo that caused a load of people to oh, um, yeah. lose their shit, that's just one of like, that wasn't a posed photo by us. There was no direction. That was D Dahlia in the ring at the time doing a thing. And if anyone's never seen Dahlia Black and TK Cooper, that's mild. I was going to say, it was a, a <laughs> tame picture. And I, yeah. I did the design and I sent it to her. And she just put, I fucking love that. That's amazing. And I was like, well, you know, I, I wanted to just double check with you before I put something out like that. Because to me, I looked at that image, I know her gimmick, and you can see from her facial expression, from how she holds it, uh, that's a woman doing what she wants. That's not a woman being told to pose. That's not a woman feeling uncomfortable in a situation. And that is the big difference. And I showed it to friends. They were like, oh, she looks like 
punk you know she looks like that proper actual in that world not dressing playing dress up and people found the image empowering Dahlia found the image empowering the reason I picked it is because it's a bold image and that's what I love and that's what I love with our wrestlers and a lot of the images I pick the previous one was a wrestler called Debbie Sharp, Sharp sitting on a toilet flipping off the camera bold image love it showed all of the attitude and that's what I wanted so yeah people like to control women or like controllable women um and you even get people who would consider themselves feminists men and women who will then say yes but I only want you to feminist like this yeah they're still trying to control women while telling you not to it's ridiculous really one of the things I've liked is the fact that y'all really haven't it's not that you haven't painted yourself into a corner. Y'all haven't let anybody else do that either. Like, the fact that uh, your connection to GLOW, I know some people who would be like, no, a punk wouldn't be connected to anything with GLOW, but y'all didn't mind that connection at all. No, I I mean, for, for me, the way I explain it when people say, did GLOW help with getting eyes on you i say that glow opened the door a crack so that journalists would stop hanging up on me and laughing at me when i mentioned women's wrestling and wrestling and and they opened the door a crack for us and i was there with a crowbar you know the the moment a, a little opportunity came up we took it and we grabbed it and we run with it and we were able to get in there and say look this is who we are and when journalists saw that and when people saw that and they could see how real it was and how it was more of a movement they really latched on and it was with Kate Nash when she saw us and saw what we were doing she fucking loved it and she's uh, so many of our shows whenever she's in London if we have a show going on whenever she's in the country, whenever she's in the country actually yeah <laughs> she's at our shows and she loves them I don't we have support your local girl gang as one of our slogans and it's so important for us to support other women and other women in similar industries and other strong female entertainers that's what it's about so any hate i'm not keen on that uh speaking of like your t-shirts and stuff i have uh one of the uh pile drive of fascist t-shirts and uh when that came out i remember friends of mine that were like have nothing to do with wrestling but that reached down like, they saw that image. So, did y'all know the impact that would reach when y'all released it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know if we never... We were... Yeah and no. I mean... Pissed yeah, off it. Yeah, we were, we're just... just if, pissed off. <laughs> you know, it was just like, you know, the world seems to be getting more and more going down that... Going down this scary route. And it just kind of, um, you know, uh, it showed how we felt about it. And it's just like anything else. Like... Um, we do what we like and how we feel, and you know, if, if there just seems to be people out there that are in the same tune as us, uh, who feel uh, the same way, uh, we just um, we don't uh, we don't tiptoe around it. We're very blunt and straightforward about it. And uh, Power Driver Fascist was uh, us just being very very straightforward about it. So us being us. Yeah. I think so that's a, a lot with the. I think. Yeah, sorry. I mean, sorry. now I was just going to say we do, we do upset people within the industry, and I suppose with without, but it's it's not something where I think we, I don't know if it's just us personality wise or if it's an age thing, but I 
just stopped caring about people getting really ridiculous over those things. I don't have any room for hate. So if those are the people I'm upsetting, uh, they're not the kind of people I want around me. Well, I'm... So good. <laughs> I remember reading on your Twitter, and I don't know who handles your social media, uh, but uh, I, both of you. <laughs> but uh, where you were talking about how some men comment that they don't want to watch a manly woman, and you were like, "Well, it's not for you," and the comment, and, and then you followed that up with the fact that men have a problem with anything not being for them, and they almost think that those type men think if it's not. For them, totally, it's not. It's worthless if it's not directed straight at them. It it was a bit of a struggle for some people to understand that the post that we didn't make it for them, and it was like there was so much I could have said back to that woman, uh, to that guy, because the whole manly women thing. What is what is manly women? Who's it? If they're a woman and that's how they're being, then surely it's womanly still. Uh, there are so many things that I wanted to come back on, but the thing that was kind of top of it was for me, my first reaction in all of the ridiculousness of his statement was that it's just not made for you. And they just couldn't yeah, comprehend that. Yeah, we're not but for everyone. We're, we're deli- everyone's welcome. I think, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's welcome so once. So I've told them they can, yeah. yeah everyone's no, welcome I, once. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's the thing that people um, are surprised. Like, we're not saying we're not begging we're not going out there begging for people you know to come to our shows oh, you know like no. it's we only want you know good people you know if you're a cunt fuck off oh, no. so, <laughs> the yes. most things we get people who are lifelong wrestling fans with people who have never been to a wrestling show before coming up to dan and i after the show and in the interval just being like, wow, you've got an amazing atmosphere here. I love what you've done. I, I can't believe the atmosphere like here. I've never experienced it. And that's what I put it down to, our attitude of not just trying to get bodies in, yeah. but the people who are like, well, I would rather it be like this, just saying, well, that's nice. Don't fucking come. Because yeah. it's not yeah. going to be like that. And yeah. it's never going to be like that. And if you try some hate speech type things, you can fuck off. We do remove you and you don't get invited back. You're not allowed back and it's that's just how it is, but it has created a really nice atmosphere because people feel safe and free to be them, and they would do damn good shows, and people enjoy them. So there are several people in the trans community that, are, that come to our shows that have told us that we're the um, the only place where they feel comfortable, where they know yeah. they haven't got to worry about any shit starting, and that means a lot to us, and that's the kind of environment that we want to we want to have. Yeah. Well, one thing about y'all's in ring content that I believe it's a lifelong wrestling fan from a long time ago. I love all the history of wrestling. Is y'all's promotion in particular, but women's wrestling in general, the the in-ring work is very old school if you look at it in a lot of ways. Like it, it reminds me a lot of that type of storytelling. I guess because it's not overproduced in some ways or something like that, but it very much reminds me of old school. Do you see it that way? Um, yeah, in, 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 in some ways I do. I always think of it, it's good wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling can be, people get overcomplicated. That's not the type of wrestling I enjoy. Um, Dan's, Dan's amazing on that side of it. He has a brain for wrestling and just gets it, gets how to really get the most out of what is a 
beautiful and very unique art form. I think the thing is, is what I like to do is I just like to work with the talent, you know, um, uh, more direct and work with what feels right for them and, uh, you know, also try to try to calm them down sometimes as well because some of the youngsters get um, uh, a bit overexcited. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if it's... Um, I, I think it's just a case of, you know, that the... The over 18s wrestling, um, like yeah, you're more. I know it's not an over 18s product, but it's predominantly that like that audience, like your Ring of Honors and um, you know your PWGs and everything. Um, I think the thing is, there's so many more uh, you know guys out there in comparison to women, that, and they're all pushing themselves to do you know almost sometimes turn it into. You know, is it a wrestling show or are you watching a game with Jackass? And that's not a slight on the companies I just mentioned because I don't believe either are, are like it. I just mean, like, in some of the risks they take. Now, the girls do take um, uh, some insane risks as well. They absolutely do. Um, but I think it's just a case of there's not as many uh, women out there. Um, and therefore, perhaps, you know, the uh, some of the things that's going on isn't perhaps widely seen. Um, and I think perhaps as well when it comes to the girls is because there's not so much all female content out there, you know, it, it, it sticks in your mind a little bit more when you're seeing them do more storytelling, uh, which is good because ultimately that's what professional wrestling is. It's storytelling. So I think that's where the why number of people and, you know, I've, you know, I have noticed that myself as well. Uh, you know, uh, think that the, the, the female wrestling scene is, um, in many ways, uh, a lot more uh, old school, so to speak. Uh, my favorite Eve match was actually uh, Blue Nikita uh, versus Jenny uh, Sardine. The match. Oh, Jenny Sardine, yes, at their um, uh, special edition. Yeah, that match actually reminded me a lot of some of the older school matches because it was very intense. Yeah, old school Japan, very, yeah. very old school Japan style. Yeah, when you got done with that match, you were like, okay. <laughs> it was very intense and stuff. So. Yeah, no, uh, Jenny was fantastic. Um, I miss Jenny so much. It's a shame that her career came to um, uh, uh, the end when it did. Um, she had a tremendous run uh, with us. And uh, Blue Nikita, uh, again, a very undervalued, uh, ahead of her time, a professional um, uh, who we got to work with uh, beginning first with uh, uh, in, in our chick fight days when we were doing that promotion. And uh, and then later on, of course, with Pro Wrestling Eve, uh, Blue Nikita always has fantastic matches. Uh, but you're absolutely right. There's an element uh, when you watch Blue Nikita and Jenny Shadeen of a of a 1970s All Japan match. Yeah. You know, you can uh, you can uh, you can imagine Billy Robinson, or and uh, you know uh, people of that ilk having those style of matches. I know you love Billy Robinson. I know you love Billy Robinson. So it's you know it's a case of um, I, I think it's sometimes there there's so many guys out there watching you know so many more of this futuristic stuff that you know uh, they ignore some of the things from uh, previous. In the case of Jenny, uh, Jenny was a legitimate. Jenny never watched WWF wrestling. Jenny never watched WWE. Uh, WWF, um, she got into wrestling because she found the documentary Gaia Girls, and so she started tracking down Japanese wrestling tapes. And that was that. So Jenny never became a wrestling fan because she watched Shawn Michaels or Alondra Blaze or anyone. 
It was purely because she was uh, a Jap- she became a Japanese wrestling fan. And Blue Nikita was yeah, and Blue Nikita, although she did watch WWE, um, was very much the same. Blue Nikita's all time hero was Minami Toyota. So again, you had that uh, you know uh, that that Japanese star. Although Minami Toyota was very fast paced, I think that the uh, uh, the blend there and what uh, you know Blue Nikita liked. Uh, mixing with the style of an Toyota that she was inspired by, and in the style of uh, Jenny Shadin, who, like I say, she was a, a legitimate mm-hmm. grappling gold medalist, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She was someone that uh, competed around the world uh, in mixed martial arts tournaments and ground grappling tournaments, and often she'd turn up, and the other girls that was scheduled to be there wouldn't be there, and they'd put her in with the guys, and she'd win those as well. So, uh, yeah, no, I can I can totally see that. And I, like I say, I, I miss Jenny. I, I think she'd be... Uh, having a hell of a career around right now if, uh, if she was a kick-ass feminist as well. Yeah, she really is. She really, I, I do, she would have been a perfect fit now, but she was perfect then as well. So. Yeah, she was. And there, it looks like right now they're trying to basically create what y'all did then, which was have a big MMA female character right now in wrestling. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what, that's... Um... You know, and, and uh, Shayna Baszler is the perfect person for it because there you have someone who's a legitimate wrestling fan who's always wanted to be involved in the wrestling business, but it's also a legitimate MMA uh, fighter um, who's got tremendous credentials. She's one of the pioneers of female MMA, um, but also her, her wrestling training. You know, you've got to remember she started by learning catch under Josh Barnett, who's also a very accomplished professional wrestler. Those are incredible credentials, and... Um, you know, Shayna Baszler, I, I don't know what her current contract status is with regards to WWE. Um, I wouldn't want to speculate. Uh, but, you know, she's uh, if we never get to work with her, that would be a shame. But at the same time, we're always pleased when people get to go to where it yeah, is they want to be. Yeah. And she's always wanted to be in WWE um, because uh, Shayna Baszler would be a perfect fit for Eve. Sure. Yeah, her attitude, um, everything everything about her, absolutely tremendous and uh, we've got nothing but love and respect for Shayna, and we're pleased to see that somebody, um, you know, like her is uh, is you know flying that style of flag for, um, you know, for women in professional wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of things I'd like to bring up before uh, I let y'all go because uh, people ask me to ask y'all about it. One was the Charlie Morgan moment that happened in the ring. Yep. Uh, I've had a couple people ask me about that. They said they thought it was a very powerful moment and a very special moment because even though in independent wrestling and some bigger promotions, they did storylines like that, it's always been so very badly done in any sort of way that they thought that moment was just very powerful. Can you give me a little insight into that and what you think? Yeah, I mean, basically, um, you know, I've known... uh... Uh, Yasmin for a little while, Charlie, and she, um, you know, she'd start, she started in the, you know, in the wrestling business being a character that was given to her, which, you know, wasn't her. And um, over time, she started getting a bit more confident and started developing Charlie Morgan, uh, who she's always just felt like, you know, Charlie Morgan is me. Um, and, you know, uh, she is gay herself, and she just always, you know, when speaking to her, you know, from my perspective, came across as though, you know, like she wanted to get that out, but was always worried that because of how some people had been in the wrestling business that, you know, it would cause problems. And so we just said, look, if you want to do it, you know, we've got the platform, you want to go do it. 
and she loved it and we gave her full control um as we said look we don't want this to come across like it's you know uh like this is just i don't want to say a billy and chuck moment but like that this comes across as though it's you know not necessarily part of the show but something that is just being um used for that particular moment you know uh it had to be real it had to be charlie doing it because this is this is who she is as a person um and it was a very personal moment for her so we just stood back and let her control it and let her do what it is that she wanted to do and that's what she did so all the all the credit for uh you know how that was um really comes down to really comes down to charlie and um you know because it was we didn't want to interfere you know how can the last thing that we can do is say to her you know right this is how you talk when it's when it's her herself how would you know it's like we can't tell her how to get into a ring and, and, and announce to the world that she's gay that's that's who she is that's that's not our place that's not our um that's not her voice you know for us to one of my big problems with with what WWE is like is the, you know, uh, a writing team, you know, behind it, you know, scripting things word for word. So you're not getting to hear people's own voices and, and how, and how they would, you know, uh, you know, develop a situation. Um, and that's something I like to work specifically with the talent on, you know, is um, encouraging that of being themselves. And this, this is very personal. This is very real. Um, this is not a work. This is, this is Charlie Morgan. Um, uh, you know, and this is Yasmin Lander, the same, the same people. Uh, and I think that's potentially the reason why it, it mattered so much to a lot of people because there was no real production behind it. It was, it, it, it was very, very real and it was from the heart of the person talking. And I think it made a difference because it was something done on your show instead of like, TNA and WWE ha have had out uh, performers, but it's always talked about on the website or it's talked about on a news program talking about it. They don't have that performer go on and stage and say, I'm comfortable here, I'm supported here. You know you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's not really... Yeah, no, that's, there's that fear. Again, this comes back to what we were saying earlier about, you know, us not being scared to lose fans because we're not scared to lose people if they're not really a part of what, you know, what we're a part of. We always say that Eve's just a wrestling promotion. It's a movement. And the thing about being a part of a movement is you've got to move along with it and you've got to be a, a part of it. And if you're not a part of it, then you're not going to, you know. I mean, for, for me, with my mental health problems and when I spoke out about it, uh, the, the relaunch the show was I the biggest feeling for me was feeling alone when I was ill and feeling like I was the only one like that. So, and I knew how much it meant to me in the hospital when I met other people who had similar mental health problems or the same mental health problems as me. So I saw the, the power of actually being out and speaking and saying to people, you're not alone. I'm, I'm suffering too. You're not the only one. There's nothing wrong with you. And I'm bisexual and I knew talking to people about that helped and other people talking to me about their sexuality helped. And for us, we knew the power of speaking out and the power of just one person having a positive impact on one person's life. It makes a massive difference to them. 
and that was why it meant so much i think that that yaz spoke out and made sure she did it publicly because that's how you can help people and it can have a massive impact just not feeling alone and being told that you don't have to be ashamed or finding someone else that you can relate to can really help in life way more than people give it credit for well it, so. I, I think it also like y'all set up like you said earlier making a comfortable space and that, that just isn't for your live shows it's for people who they feel comfortable like becoming fans of your product overall because i know people that won't get into pro wrestling because they're they're saying well i can't go to a live event if i go to a live event people are going to look at me a certain way or they're going to say stuff to me i know it's a very toxic masculinity place to be so i'm not going to go so i'm not getting into the product at all with y'all y'all made a statement and said this won't be tolerated at our shows you'll be kicked out period so people look at your overall thing and say i like this because like it this is something that would support me in a situation yeah yeah that's that, pretty much yeah, it yeah that's great that's spot on yeah i mean, say so we're not um we're, we're not you know here you know begging for people to like us um we're here and uh hoping that uh, the right people like us okay before i let you go and i wanted to say once again thank y'all for doing this uh joining me today uh thank you would y'all like to promote your next show um yeah well uh, to be honest with you it's like our next show is actually sold out now um but the um but the shows after that you know what we're doing is we're building up with she won she won is uh, a 12 person league um the uh, winner of the she won will uh, be guaranteed a spot in the main event of our york hall event in 2018 which will be the biggest all-female professional wrestling event to have ever taken place in europe uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a major deal. We've already got eight people qualified, and and uh, we've still got four more people to go. Uh, the, we have uh, two international qualifying matches uh, that are taking place soon. One is this weekend at ECCW in Canada, who are a tremendous group, and uh, we thank them uh, for being a part of uh, She Won and uh, holding a She Won qualifying match, and that's this weekend, and it's between Nicole Matthews and Christina Von Erie, and either of those would be tremendous fits in, uh, in Pro Wrestling Eve. And, um, you know, if you want to find out and see what Pro Wrestling Eve is out, well, we have Eve On Demand, which is eveondemand.pivotshare.com, or if you go into evewrestling.com, you can link directly off of there. And you can see what Pro Wrestling Eve is like. We're uploading footage every week. I've literally got some... We've had, uh, you know, uh, several bits of footage go up there today, half of... Uh, one of the shows has just gone up, and uh, I've got some From the Vault stuff going up there this evening as well, featuring uh, Alpha Female, Jessica Burr from the May Young Classic, against Kaylee Ray, who was also in the May Young Classic, and against Shana, who is, I don't know if she still is, but she certainly was the Stardom High Speed Champion. She's been a part of uh, Pro Wrestling U since 2010, uh, as has Alpha, actually, and yeah. uh, Kaylee's been a part of Pro Wrestling U since uh, the start of 2011. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and there's uh, Viper is uh, in a match that's gone up today as well. Uh, for again, uh, one of our from the vaults. Um, again, it's amazing to see how many people from um, you know Eve uh, in in its uh, you know uh, conception days uh, have gone on to become uh, such great stars, which we're really proud of everyone for doing. But yeah, Eve on demand. Uh, you know, check us out on there, and uh, you know, 
to see what Eve is like for yourself. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having us, man. Really appreciate it.